The long and winding road leads us here to the doorstep of the postseason. One win, a little bit of help away from ending 17 seasons of misery. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Now, how many quarterbacks have you ever seen hurdle anyone? He throws. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, wherever you're listening to us, and you're listening to episode two of the Red, White and Buffalo Blues with me, Matt Swain, and joining me as ever, Alex Penboss. Hey there, guys. We are into an important part of the season. We've got just had the schedule release done on Wednesday, and coming up next week is the big one, is the 2019 NFL draft. I hope, like us, you're really excited about what the Bills have done in this offseason and the new pieces that will be added to the roster. I know I am. What about you, Alex? Uh, Is it fair to say that I forgot that it's next week? No. Honestly. Not at all. (laughs) Um, I mean, I, I keep I keep up on American baseball and, and, and hockey as well with the hockey playoffs. So every year the draft comes around and I'm like, I, I wish it was sooner in the year, like maybe closer to the Super Bowl. I, I get you need to do the, the combine and everything, but waiting this long and doing this much research and this much guessing about who's going to be good, it kind of just gets me lost in it. So I'm glad it's here finally. But I yeah. did kind of forget that it's next week. Possibly because Avengers comes out next week as well. That's my it fault. Is. Ah, that, no. that does it for me. So, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's everyone's different. I think you get the you get the draft analysts that are actually put in this point where they get their final mock draft ready. People, other fan groups, other people actually saying yes, we're going to draft this. And on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you see all these mock drafts and it's just everywhere. Yeah. I have to admit that on the bills, Twitter and Instagram, the UK bills, Instagram, Twitter, I've actually posted a few on there. So I am, uh, I'm guilty as charged on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We'll we'll be doing it. We'll be doing some mock draft later in this podcast, but uh, I can't say I've done, I haven't done one until today. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Well, First, first of all, what we're going to talk about, let's talk about the, the schedule. As as we all know, that on Wednesday, we had the release of the schedule. And for you, Alex, what actually stands out on that schedule? I think one thing that stands out for me especially is the Thanksgiving game, game against the Cowboys. And that's something that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, does, does playing a game on Thanksgiving have any sort of impact to you at all? Because obviously you're not going to be caring about an American holiday in this scenario. Well, for me, it's it's just it's an it's another day, pretty much of football. I mean, yeah, on, on <laughs> right. Sky we get we get three games on the Thursday. So mm-hmm. as soon as you've done your uh, your day at work, you're there straight away in front of the TV, whatever you're eating, whether you are an American UK celebrating Thanksgiving or you're probably bugging out on pizza and and beers for the uh the afternoon you've got the football on and it's good for us because the bills are actually um getting a thanksgiving game for sure yeah i mean here i'll probably end up having to work because i mean i don't get that off anymore which is going to be so 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 strange for me but Mm. um luckily the game's at nine nine thirty i bet right because it's a 4 30 game back so yeah yeah, definitely we'll be able to watch it no matter what, so that's good. But, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for, for for me at least, a Thanksgiving game is is a time when you, you're with family and you watch the game, so it's it's an event for sure, whereas a normal Sunday you might just be watching it yourself. So, you know, uh, I, I think being on the A, the national stage, which I consider this to probably be much bigger than a Monday night football game because I don't know about you or – I just don't care about Monday Night Football anymore. It doesn't come with the prestige anymore. Mm. I know a lot of people back in Buffalo are talking about how they're happy that most of the games are at 1 o'clock. 
Um, yeah. It just makes it easier for us. Like, who cares about prime time? We're the Bills. We know people think we're bad. I don't need to hear it. I don't need pity. I don't need to deal with the national media giving their giving me their half-assed opinion about the Buffalo Bills. I know who we are. I know what we are. And I'm I'm happy with our 1 o'clock games. Yeah. Same here. I mean, for us, I mean, in the UK, if we've got a Monday night game or a Thursday night game, primetime game, you're usually looking at one thirty in the morning that it starts. And yeah, unless so you pass. Day off the next day, <laughs> You're going to be either in bed by about nine o'clock, getting up at one o'clock for it, or you're going to be all the way through till it finishes. Then a couple of hours sleep before you uh, before yeah. you start start the new working day. But to be honest, was it, it was last year we played the Jets on Thursday night football, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. I did. You stay up for that? I did. For so my did sins, I. I did. What <laughs> I a think, massive letdown that was! Complete uh, waste, right? I think I think I got to about half time or halfway through the third quarter. And I thought to myself, I should really be in bed. There's, there's, yeah. there's no point in me actually staying up to watch that. Absolutely, uh, I'm pretty sure for me it was the third quarter as well. Uh, did you watch the Super Bowl live? I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another game that absolutely wasn't worth it. No, I think <laughs> I think I was actually starting to fall asleep, and I always I remember I used to. Uh, spent some time with my mates from uni. I used to go up to their place. We used to watch the Super Bowl. They'd usually fall asleep before half time, claiming yeah. that they stayed up the whole thing. <laughs> but on that Super Bowl, I was actually there thinking, now I can understand why they did it. Yeah. It's weird uh, the kind of obligation that we have as football fans to make sacrifices like that. Mm. You know, I mean, coming, coming over here from America, like, I, I, I've lost kind of a lot, like my friends and and just my connection to like my hometown. So any kind of thing that I can carry with me, I try and I try and make sure I happen. So like I try and watch football, I try and watch hockey, I try and watch baseball. But man, it's I'm getting to the point now where it's just not worth it with my age and with my job and everything. So yeah, I'm quite happy we don't have to deal with that this year. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean. I'll even admit this. I'm, I'm, my girlfriend's actually watched the Super Bowl and actually stayed a whole week for it. Not not oh, the last one, you? but what, yeah, she's she even stayed up stayed up one time, and watched the um, first round of the draft with me. I'm there, I'm there thinking. Here we go. That's nice. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that, that oh man, that is not easy to do. No, because it just takes forever. Luckily, the Bills always pick early though. So yep. God help us the time when we actually. Uh, Get to the playoffs, or we get that Super Bowl win where we're going to be waiting to about three o'clock in the morning, only yeah. to realise that we're doing New England Patriots and actually uh, trade out the first round altogether. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, when when we're good, I'm going to care a lot less about the draft. So yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I mean, I will, <clears throat> I, will, I will tell you an interesting fact that I actually um I found out that. Buffalo's last game on Thanksgiving was the 24th of November 1994 when they faced Detroit and actually lost 35-21. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, they also have a 4-4, a 500-centile game or record. I didn't know we played that many. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those... One of those, uh, either way, the duck's going to be uh, broken. We're either going to have um, a winning record on Thanksgiving or a losing record on Thanksgiving now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think the matchup with the Cowboys plays really well. Um, I think that they're not a great team. I think that they've mm-hmm. overvalued Dak Prescott. Um, yeah. But if we can shut down the running game um, and, and Amari Cooper, then I think that they don't have anything else. They have no other running back weapons. Uh, they're, they're getting Jason Witten back, right? Yeah. He he came out of retirement. That doesn't really, um, you know, scare me at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, their de- their defense it's, it's, is all right, though. So, yeah, I mean, all you do is stop you stop Ezekiel Elliott, and they have easier said than Witten done. Will be, so. Yeah, Witten will be still finding his feet, trying to build back up the chemistry. Not saying there wasn't any there, but. It'll be uh, it will be an interesting one, and obviously we'll yeah. we'll define where we'll be. So if we can if we can beat if we can beat Dallas, 
I mean, yeah, I don't have result. any statistics on this, but I think I, I have this feeling that when players come back from out of retirement, they're either just plain old bad or they get injured very yeah. early. That feels yeah. like something that should happen naturally anyway mm. for those yeah, kinds of players. But to be honest, I, I will admit Witten is, is a, a really good tight end, so yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't begrudge him the uh, the comeback that he actually wants. But to, in the end of the day, I think the way way we're going at the moment, I do believe that we can nullify most offenses with our defense, and let's just hope our offense actually clicks and we'll be um we'll be up there and uh, hopefully taking away the uh, the win on Thanksgiving. I mean, I think by that time. Barring any injuries, we'll have plenty of time to kind of figure out a chemistry. So yeah. it's definitely a good time of the year, again, with injuries, uh, hopefully not, um, that the team will know who they are and what they're doing. Mm. So the national media will get probably the best bills possible. Because yeah. I mean, beginning of the year, who knows, right? But at that point of the season... You're either good or you're bad, and that's the way it is. So hopefully, we'll yeah. have something interesting to watch. I think the first the first five first five games leading up to the bye week and in week six, I think defines us. I mean, being away to both the New York teams in week one, week two, you're home to Bengals, then the Patriots and Titans away, mm-hmm. which is going to be a uh, which is going to be a good a. Uh, Bit of a frosty game for the fans, I think, with the whole yeah. um, whole what is it, pole gate, we call it fan gates. <clears throat> why? Why is that a thing that people care about at I all? Don't. I mean, <laughs> if someone didn't know. retweet it, I wouldn't have seen it. Uh, mm. I wouldn't have sought it out. Um, but I, I heard the rumblings that blah blah blah. They paid for a who does that. And B, what's the importance of it? It's, I think it's basically because of the Music City Miracle. If it was anybody else, we probably wouldn't care as much, but we just have even more of a reason to disdain that city and their fans now. So, Yeah, I mean, when, when I saw it, I thought, he's paid, what, £6,000 or something for for votes, or £600 or dollars in this case for, um, for votes, yeah. thinking... Everyone else does it naturally, but you want to put the weight of the city on your shoulder and actually Jeez. buy votes where you're lost quite heavily in the in the final one. There, I mean, I yeah. retweeted it out. The Bills retweeted it out just to obviously show that we are well supported and we we will follow the team through thick and thin mm-hmm. and help them out. But in this instance, buying votes to win a uh, a meaningless um, a meaningless friend. Uh, poll is uh is another thing well give it to them whatever because i think yeah. they're a bad football team i think they're going to be a bad football team so they need to do whatever they can i guess so mm. i mean i mean looking looking at the schedule let's say we've gone up to week five with the bye week on week six where do you see yourselves at the bye week what what would be your record at the bye week well let's go let's go one game at a time here uh, first, first game with the Jets. What do you think? I actually do think that's going to be a um, that's going to be a win for us. I can the what what the Jets have done. Free agent. You don't seem wise. very confident in saying that's a win. <laughs> oh, it's it's one of those first games. You're either gonna you know you're gonna win, or you've got that uncertainty whether you think you're gonna win, but. Knowing our luck, we'll probably blow the lead in the fourth quarter and actually lose by ten points. But... That's why. That, that's why I have that game as being a loss. I think that that's that. Well, that's that game that it's like last. It's like last year's Thursday night game. You have all the confidence in the world that you can beat this team, but you blow it somehow. Mm. And I think that's how we start the season. Unfortunately, I I, I hate it. <clears throat> my wife hates this aspect of my life and my philosophy. But I'm I consider myself much of a realist and. I just know the pain that the Bills provide, mm. and I just I, I see us being let down. I mean, I went to the home opener two uh, was it two or three years ago against the Jets, where it's Fitzpatrick last year with the Jets, and we were so pumped to have won tickets to that game. And it's I'm just watching the game like, what's happening? How is yeah. this team beating us? And I don't think the Jets are any better than they were a few years ago. Uh, Darnell Darnell loves throwing those interceptions, mm. but I I just 
I bet you he just plays out of his mind and we just don't know what hit us. It's kind of yeah. one of those games, I bet. So that's what I'm thinking. I just, I just think that they've not... They say they've made splashes on um, in free agency. Really, they've not They've not improved their offensive line. I still think that's a bit of... That's going to get to them a little bit. And I yeah, think Le'Veon Bell's the kind of player that really relies on his offensive line because he's a very patient running back. So if yeah. the offensive line can't create for him, then he can't create for them. So mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely see a little bit of trouble there for him. Yeah. Especially especially he's had out the whole year. So I think yeah. this is the best time to play Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Get he's going to be rusty. Rust. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no amount of training in the offseason can prepare you for the game. So he's not going to be ready. So that'll be good. Yeah. So week two away at New York Giants, same stadium, same. And, I, and I, I think that that plays really well for us, I think, because the travel between weeks can kind of throw you off. Mm. So I, I think that staying in the city, we might come back. I think that I've seen like teams do that where they because it's close, they'll come back, practice here, then go back. But if they stay there, then that'll be easier on like the mind and the body. Um, the Giants are awful. The players don't believe in the team. The fans don't believe in the team. Uh, I think that's a very easy win. Yeah, Eli Manning re- regressing as well, not being at. Oh, not God, being I can't he is. See, I can't, how can he get any worse? I mean, it's just yeah. watching Giants games last year was sad because he looked mm. like uh, he he looked like he forgot how to play the game. He's just. Yeah. He is Captain Checkdown. He, you know, he's an older Trent Edwards now, and yeah. you have to beat that. You have to beat that team. Yeah, and obviously with no OBJ, yeah. is another weapon gone from from his yeah. arsenal? And yeah, yeah, no. Old Golden I, Tate is no replacement there. So yeah, now I agree. I I've got that down as a um as a win, a win as well, and I'm going to play out another fact here. It's okay. not the first time that we've faced the Giants and the Jets back-to-back. The other time was in 2003. Both were wins, and but both of them were home games. They were not away games. Okay. So uh, potential that history could be rewritten and we could uh, match that. But I've got, I've got down week one and week two as um, both as wins. So who knows? Hey, in sports, history is one of the things that is guaranteed to repeat itself. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at stats where, like, the Bills haven't beat the Titans. The, for example, this isn't true, but, like, the Bills haven't beat the Titans in four away matchups. And and then you go in and then they, they lose again. But it's not the same team every year. It's not the same player. It's not the same, it's not the same coach. But for some whatever reason, uh, sports loves to play those kinds of uh, those those games with us. So. Yeah. Let, let's get it again then. Let make make me wrong about that Jets loss, please. Well, I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's I say it'll be it'll be down to the chemistry and can can Allen click straight away. But as I say I've got I've got the first two as um as wins. I say it's early seasons. Who knows? The Jets and Giants may come out swinging and then go go bad or we can go out bad and then finish off strong so even, it, if the until... giants, even if the giants come out swinging i think they don't even have a chance to hit anyone i think they're probably the worst team in the league next year yeah i mean week three first home game cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, sorry not Bengals. <laughs> so what's what's your view on that one i have that as a win <clears throat> um yeah. But that that's that's one of the tougher decisions that I had to make because the the Bengals are are, are a coin flip team. Who are you <laughs> gonna get? You know, um, with with Dalton, you don't know what you're gonna get, right? So yeah. with the running game, you don't know what you're gonna get. I mean, there was no consistency for the Bengals last year. Um, they started hot, then they got super cold, then Dalton was out, and they were just one of the worst teams in football. Um, so if you get good Bengals, then it's going to be tricky, but I think that the Bengals don't play well on the road, so that's I'm putting that as a win for us. I mean, yeah. you you can't let down your fans in the home opener. Mm. Josh Allen knows that. I love this kid's energy. I think he's going to bring it, and he's going to do everything he can. 
to make sure yeah. that we get that win in the first home game. Yeah, no, I've got I've got it down for a, for a win as well. My my take is it's a it's a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. They pretty much revamped the whole coaching style, so they're mm-hmm. going to be in implementing their new systems and will they grasp yeah, it that, quick that, enough that does they... take time yeah as, as mm-hmm. obviously we know when under Sean McDermott we've had two seasons where now the defense is starting to play how he wants to play and now yeah. with the bowl we're actually starting to to get the pieces get the plays now on offense so I used to well have got that down as a um as a win it's really so, gutsy of you saying three and0 to start the season. Yeah, I I would say I'd put money on it, but <laughs> I um I have known to dabble in a few bets, but even now I think I think it will be three and zero, but I'm not gonna put any uh any money on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean even if You're... even if you even if you have us starting five and one, I remember that season where we went five and one with Trent Edwards, and everyone was elated, everyone was excited, ESPN was picking us, and it was just. No matter how well we start, I'm always going to be cautious. I'm never going to be. I, I. It's going to be impossible. They're going to have to win a playoff game for me to be optimistic about a full season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, week four at home to the Patriots. Um, Loss. Next. Yep. I will. I will. There's <laughs> not even going to be any um, question there's for no, it. There's, I think it's there's gonna, no discussion. Yeah. It's just I think not it's gonna the be... way... Yeah, it's it's going to be a close one. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. It's going to be close, but it's going to be a loss. I, I mean, and, unless s- unless Bill Belichick is like, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to coast. But he's yeah. the smartest man in football history. And and I mean, what chance what chance do you have against that? I mean, look at the Rams last year, right? Yeah, best offense in the league, youngest coach, smartest coach. And he and, yeah. and he he completely got shown up. I mean, this innovative guy, McVeigh, was reduced to a Greg Williams style of football. Yeah, just old, just just not creative. And it's Bill Belichick, so yeah. uh, he's gonna be prepared. Um, yeah. In looking at Tom Brady and his weapons, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean Gronk gone. Sure, whatever. Who cares? They're going to be good. I mean, yeah, Demarius good. Thomas. They... Demarius Thomas isn't Demarius Thomas anymore. They're no. new addition there. But I mean, I'll never feel comfortable picking against the Pats unless they're starting their backup quarterback. Mm. Even then, we've known in the past so that could yeah. be a uh, that could be a bit of a gamble. But yeah, well, except yeah. that one where we what was it, was shut out against. Uh... God, what was the guy's name? He's the backup in Indy now. Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, yeah. So, hey, we beat them then, so... Yeah. <laughs> then, week five, we're away to the Titans. That's going to be... There's going to be a really good social media battle that week based yeah. off the Polgate thing. So that'll be fun to watch online, for sure, uh, and how Twitter reacts to that game. Um, like I said, at the Open, I, I don't think they're good. Um I don't think that they I don't think they know what they're doing at quarterback. I mean, last year they were flip flop and flip flop and I know there was injuries, sure, but when you don't have faith in your quarterback, then you don't have faith in your whole team. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm not gonna say it's an easy win, but I think that's definitely a game that we, 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 we should win. If 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 the goal it's the goal every year, but if if the realistic goal is to be good this year, to to these build off last year, these are the games yeah, absolutely these are the games you have to win. Yeah. They were a, a strange playoff team last year, but you have to beat those teams, so, mm. and this is it. Especially with the bye week, you lay it all on the line. You play yeah. it like a game seven. You know, this is the game that you have to win to say we're here, we're ready. Mm. I mean, I I've got it down as a narrow win myself. I mean, a part of me is itching to think that, especially after the last last season where we just narrowly beat them that this year they could get their revenge but i can see that being a um being a win i think by this point you're going to have the the chemistry between allen and his weapons the offensive line will hopefully be settled early in minicamp that 
every the protection will be there and this yeah. point going into the bye week they will be in, in my instance and what i've actually predicted actually uh was it four four and one yep, going yep four in. and one i have us at three and two and i think both of those are are, are, are what we should be able to expect from this team yeah um, i think at the beginning of this season even the next few weeks plays out i think very well in our favor mm. so it, it gives us a little bit of leeway because the end of the season is a little tough so yeah it's it's a it's a good optimistic energetic start yeah then we then after the bye week we start a run of three straight home games the first one week seven against the uh against the dolphins and to be honest unless in my opinion unless they have a, an amazing draft which i can't see happening i i personally put that down as a as a w but with fitzpatrick as the um quarterback you you can never know whether he's going to be <laughs> that good that he's going to be throwing 400 plus yards per games in multiple games or if he's going to be the one that will actually uh, just hand you the uh, the interception it, to, yeah. uh, to run it back my God, what he did in Tampa Bay at the beginning of the year was unbelievable. Yeah. So let's hope that he gets that out of his system at the beginning of the year. Now we're at the middle of the season-ish, kind of, so he, he can he can be back to regular fits there. Um, I, have, I have a really odd way of looking at the Dolphins. Um, it's completely illogical, and it has nothing to do with football. I just I look at their logo, I look at their colors, and I am not intimidated at all. Mm. I think, uh, and I know this, 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 I mean, it's it's almost childish of me to, to, to have this opinion, but uh, the Dolphins, those colors, uh, you, you don't even look like a football team, okay? Uh, I'm not scared of you. I'll never be scared of you. I don't care what players you have. I don't care who your coach is. We should always beat the Dolphins. Yeah. Squish the fish and all that. Please, even though they're not fish, <laughs> but that's, <laughs> this isn't a science <laughs> podcast, so whatever. Well, yeah. Squish the mammals, let's put it that way then. There you go. <laughs> so we go on to week eight. We're at home to the Philadelphia Eagles. I and, and this 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 is probably the hardest decision that I've had to make. Um because <coughs> who knows what you're gonna get out of this team. Mm. Um they they could be great or they could be remarkably average. Um and I, especially on the road, uh, I, I, I do have that one as a loss, but I, I very much think it could be a narrow loss. I think that the only thing that beats us in that game could be could be coaching. Yeah. Um, and probably Wentz's health. But, uh, mm. I mean, he should be back to 100% unless something yeah. happens to him. But, uh, uh. yeah, I mean, I love that team. Uh I, I, I loved Jay Ajay on that team. He was my guy in fantasy football, but that means nothing now. Um, yep. Yeah, I just really – I think I'm maybe thinking about 2017 Philly, not 2018 Philly. Yeah. So 2018 Philly we probably could have beat. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what we get there. I've, I've got that down as well as a loss. I mean, it'll be, it'll be a tough one to take, but – yeah. You really can't afford to lose home games in the AFC East with the Patriots there. So if you want to pay a playoffs, you have to win your home games. Yeah, I can just see that Carson Wentz is going to come back stronger after an up and down season, after being out for for God knows how long with what was it ACL, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one of the big ones. So yeah, but so we've got a loss for that one. Week nine, we go stay at home, and we've got the Washington Redskins. You know, I did say that the Giants might be one of the worst teams in the league. I think Washington will give them a run for their money. Yeah. Um, it, so that's 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 going to be a win for me. Yeah, I've got it as well. Obviously, it depends on what they do at, at the quarterback situation. I mean, there's no chance they're going to go, well, saying that they're not going to go after Rosen. Will they go after Murray if Arizona don't take him? I think that quarterback situation is going to be the deciding factor. Even uh, with Rosen, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's very early to be picking the schedule, so we'll we'll come back in in August and do this again, and we'll yeah. see if anything's changed. Yeah. Then where are we going? Week ten, we are away to the Cleveland Browns. 
the best team in the league? Uh, on paper. On paper. On paper. They're gonna they're I mean, gonna be the team that everyone plays in Madden at least. Yeah. So I think AFC in the AFC side, I think they are the potentially with the, with the signings they've made and well they've got in Mayfield. I think they are probably the best team at the moment in the in the AFC. I mean, Chiefs may give them a bit of a bit of a run overall NFC. But and my AFC. God, their defense is so bad. Yeah. So I, that's I the think big they, thing. Yeah, they go. They're going to go for. We'll score more points in you, regardless of what our defense does. Yeah, I think that's the approach they're going to go for. Yeah. So, what have you got for this one? I, I, on paper, I mean, that's what we're doing. We're doing this on paper. I can't see yeah. us beating this team. Uh, I think that depends on what we, depending on what we do with the draft. Mm. Um, we, we, you need a defense to beat this team. You don't need an offense to beat this team because you have to score. You have to stop them, and I mean, even yeah. then, their defense is so good too. I mean, it, and it's weird that we talk about, and I hold the Browns to this high standard because they were average last year, mm. you know. But I think that a lot of that leads to their coaching, and I think that Freddie Kitchens is—I mean, he's an unknown, yeah. you know. But um, anything's better than Greg Williams. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I just can't see us winning that game. No, I'm, I, uh, I've been, I pretty much flipped the coin on this one. I was, I was actually undecided whether, whether we would win or lose. But I, I do think that the way, I think we would probably lose that one. But I think again, it would be a narrow, a narrow loss at this time. Would, would obviously change my mind. Potentially, mm-hmm. once we know what's going on in the rest of the off season and preseason, it may turn to a win. But I think, as we're just analysing it now, as schedule's just been released, I would I mean, actually yeah. put that. I would put that down as a loss as well on that one. How long is Kareem Hunt suspended for? Was it eight games? I Nine think games? so. It might be. It might. Although no, I think it might have been for a whole season. I think. I think they've. What was he? Was that last year? I'm not hunting sure. I thought it was like uh, eight games. So we yeah, we get Kareem Hunt's first game. Great, cool, lovely. I don't think that would make. Uh, to be honest, it's, it's potentially feed him the ball the whole game. But then, it just depends on how um, how Rusty's going to be actually game ready. Yeah, that's the, that's the trouble. I mean, could, yeah, yeah. If he's if he's still a bit bit field rusty um going into that game then as long as we can shut that game down but then again they've got they've got other the passing game is just and even then you get rid of hunt but uh their backup is is fantastic as well yeah so, it'll I mean, be one it'll just, be one of those games they'll go either way but there's so I do much think. on that team yeah then week 11 then dolphins away let's chalk that down just, for a win straight away no, I, no. I, I think that this is just like in week one where you blow a game. I think that we're good for two of those a year. And I think that this is the other game where we're going to blow a, the win that we should have. Um, I just think that it's uh, Josh Allen's still too young to, mm. to, to give him a guaranteed win anywhere other than, you know, the Giants. So that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I've got I've got us down for a sweep of the Dolphins. I've got us down for for a win for it. I I still don't think that even eleven weeks into the season plus plus the off season and all that that the Dolphins are really going to be that that way inclined to actually go for wins. It depends on what their record is at that point because it might be a case if they don't draft a quarterback or get a quarterback in the um. The thing, do you think that they will actually start? I wouldn't, I wouldn't not consider what don't really want to say the word tanking, but do you think that they're going to be probably losing games to get a better chance of um to uh, or even Trevor Lawrence for next year? I mean, year? you would you, you would consider that the the GM would have that game plan, but if you tell a player don't give mm-hmm. it your all, they're going to try even harder because yeah. they're playing and everyone on the Dolphins <laughs> next year is playing for their next contract. 
you know, so they're not going to roll over any game. So I don't, I don't like us here. Coming off that Cleveland loss could motivate us, but it could also be, uh, you know, uh, uh oh, what's kind of happening to our season kind of game. Yeah. So I, I have us at a loss there. Um, I hope they prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, week twelve, we're back at home, and we've got, um, we've got the Broncos. Mm-hmm. This one's weird um, because you, you think about the Broncos as as the team that made the Super Bowl recently. But it's not them anymore, you know? They're yeah. not good. Um, so I have us beating them. Um, yeah. When I when I really think about who the Broncos are now, I think that, that you, you have to beat that team. Especially yeah. coming off two losses, you have to beat that team. You're at home. you got to beat Flacco, that team. So Yeah, and Flacco's in a bit of a... He's obviously getting on, getting on a little bit, not the quarterback he was. No, when, and yeah, even he, when he was the quarterback, he was never really that great. So yeah, so just take away the one thing you got to do is with Broncos, that passing game's probably not going to be as effective. It is shutting down the run game with with the Broncos because CJ Anderson, the CJ Anderson, yeah, what I believe it was, um, he just had a he had a breakout season last season great with and... the Rams yeah he actually won me my fantasy football league so shout out to CJ Anderson <laughs> but not against the Bills this year no no <laughs> not that <laughs> then we get to Thanksgiving Dallas what do you think <sighs> yeah I, I agree it's 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 going to be one of those um, toss of a coin things. Uh, I mean, my my head is saying that we're going to win that game. My gut is going to say it's going to be a loss. I just, as much as I can, I would like us to win. I just think the dome, the atmosphere, just the way that Dallas have got that offensive you offensive line actually am almost set and they've got cooper elliott both players can beat you and dak can beat you on the ground or in the air so he's almost like well josh allen's almost like a clone of Dak prescott will beat you either way i think personally that that game i would chalk up as potentially a loss but i say my heart wants it to be a win just for the fact that It'll make us five and four on Thanksgiving rather than four and five. Yeah, and I, mean, I think show... that we're. I think that we're going to be jacked up for that game. Uh, mm. I just think that it's it's another one of those tests where I don't think we're ready yet. I think that we lose that game, unfortunately. Um, I, I this is going to be a really bad string of games for me coming up here, and this is the start yeah. of it. So uh, I just. I mean, they they need to convince me to change my mind on that game early mm. in the season. And if they yeah. can do that, if they can beat Philly, if they can at least play Cleveland close, uh, then then I think that we have a shot there. Yep. I following that, we're going to what week week fourteen. We're back at home, and we've got the uh, we've got the Ravens. Yeah, so that's going to be... I'm, I'm going loss here as well. Um, okay. Yeah, I just... <clears throat> um, I don't want to say that Lamar Jackson's better than Josh Allen because I mm. don't believe that, but I think yeah. that Baltimore's set up for for winning a season earlier than us. Yeah. So I have us losing that game, probably tragically, probably because of Lamar Jackson's legs. Um, so unfortunately, that's the second of what I see as is, is four straight losses. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got that down as a win. I mean, it's it's going to be similar to the Dallas um, Dallas game that you got Lamar Jackson that. Potentially can beat you through the air, but also definitely be able to beat you through through the uh, through his feet. But I can't see, and if they have a draft where they don't get that receiver or 
anything in the first two rounds or so and they go defence, I just don't think they'd have enough on the offensive side other than Lamar Jackson to to really like dominate or even to to actually give any sort of leeway to um to uh I mean, to anything I, other. I can agree with what you're saying. Um it's just I think I'm I think a lot about Baltimore for me is just who they have been. They've always been a team that's had a winning record to me. I look mm. at Baltimore and I look at nine wins every year. That's kind of like their floor for me. So I think that carries them over us right now, which I'd say our our win total for the last few years feels like six and seven. So that's yeah. why I'm picking Baltimore in this scenario. No, uh, it's just too it's too early to know what these teams are going to be. So it's basically yeah. all my picks are based off of like a three year average, you know. Mm. Yeah, and then I say, well, we can review this just before the the actual season, and then obviously yeah, go or like do a post draft quick recap of the schedule. Yeah, I mean, then we get into the home stretch. We've got week fifteen. We're away to to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I've got that. I've got that down as a loss. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't think they lost anything with losing Levy and Bell in Antonio Brown. They lost no. nothing. No, they so, got uh, yeah. They got James Connor, who who's divide, who's just is pretty much a lot better in my opinion than Le'Veon Bell without the drama. And yeah, Juju, I mean, Juju's their the running game is a product, I think, of their offensive line and their scheme, mm. and uh, they're that's a plug and play position anyway in the NFL, but yeah. he he elevates it above what is an average. So I mean, you look at Philly; they're a plug and play running back scheme, and they didn't they couldn't produce what John what what Connor produced. So um, yeah, it doesn't matter who's back there for them; they're all right. Um, Juju Smith Schuster. Better than Antonio. He's going to have a better season than Antonio Brown yeah. this year. That's that's for sure. And I mean, yeah. what's even more significant about that game? It's it's pretty much the Edmonds Edmonds Bowl. Tremaine for Buffalo and um, Terrell and Trey for uh, for Pittsburgh. So it's going to be a nice little uh, <laughs> homecoming family uh, family affair. Who buys the tickets? Who buys the beers after the uh, game? Who the loser will buy the beers after the game? That's for sure. So yeah. Let's hope it's not us, but I just I just can't see us beating yeah. Pittsburgh in the scenario. I mean, Pittsburgh could be one of those teams though that when at the start of the season they might be different because mm. of everything. I mean, yeah. all this news about how Ben is just a, a bigger than the team kind of guy, maybe with all that stuff coming out because of what Antonio Brown has said publicly, maybe the team rallies again. I mean. Why would they? That's the best chance at winning, supporting Ben. But, I mean, I don't know. It's it's definitely a team that is mired in controversy and drama, so anything can happen to them. Yeah. But if if they play football the way they can, their talent is more than ours, so that's a loss. Yeah. No, I've got that for loss as well. I mean, week, week 16, Patriots, we put it down as a loss. I mean, unless or they're you... benching their starters, but that's that's one week too early to bench your starters, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a loss. And then we finish potentially the game to get us into the playoffs or at least a wild card berth. Um, Jets at home. Yeah, you beat that team. Yeah. You beat them then, yeah. Uh, even for me, you're playing for nothing. So I have us finishing 7-9, and nine, but... You, you you win that game. Oh, no I questions. have I actually have them down as at the moment that's ten and six. I and I think I think that's because you're not from Buffalo. Probably. That's probably <laughs> <the reason. laughs> yeah. I'm looking at from uh from the whole league point of view, but obviously yeah, no. It could be anywhere from seven to to ten wins. I think mm-hmm. the schedule and the roster at the moment, you of all teams, you're not sure who's going to go through, have that wonderful yeah. season, or who has that really tanking-type season. So For sure, that's the range. 7 to 10 is the range. They're not going to lose more than 7 games, and they're not going to win more than 10. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, there's 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 two kinds of people in Buffalo. There's the guy who says sixteen and zero, go Bills, Super Bowl. And then there's the guy that's like, please, it's seven and nine every year. That's the way it is. And yeah. unfortunately, that's me. So, I mean, worst case, worst case, I'd have that. I would probably have that as um, potentially nine or seven. But I think the ceiling for me on the, from the schedule at the moment, judging by what's happened, I've got um, I've got ten six. And if if they don't blow the games against the Jets and the Dolphins that I have them blowing, then we're looking at nine wins, and then you can easily flip Philly. You can flip uh, Baltimore. So mm. I mean, yeah, it's doable for sure. And I won't I won't speak against that. It's just <clears throat> prove me, prove it to me, you know. And, yeah. and and I just haven't seen that. Um, this isn't on topic for today, but if we do go seven and nine. What's Sean McDermott's job security like? Uh, I I would say he would still be safe as much as much as people probably say now get rid of him. It's the third year we've not made any progress. I think it's this season he's now focused on actually building that offense around Josh Allen. The first season was him coming in trying to the get defense. his philosophy through. Second yeah. year. He's got his defense how he wants it to be with the pieces. Mm-hmm. This year, he's he's working on the offense, and then next year, when you've got the, when we, I think they say we've got the most salary cap next off season, yeah. that would be the the season that you you'd make that decision whether if he's regressed in that season, next season, then toss him aside. But I think this one, judging just by getting, trying to get the weapons and keeping Josh mm-hmm. Allen up. I think he keeps his job regardless if we have a um, losing season. If it's if it's a real bad losing season, so we're saying winning one to four games, then I will probably say he'll be he'll probably be out the door. But if it's like yeah. seven, seven, eight, nine, he just on the playoff, I would give him at least one more year once he's got he's got the philosophy and he's got the pieces, and he'll have a chance to add more pieces to it. So. I mean, we can obviously discuss this in um in later yeah. podcasts for it. Yeah, but... we'll, we'll get there for sure. So uh, that will be us moving on now to the uh, to the uh, to the free agency. Yeah. So we will take a quick break and we'll hit that topic in a minute. Stay with us. Brandon Bing with the Buffalo Bills. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. I wanted to let you know that uh, as of now, you're officially a Buffalo Bill. How's that sound? It's crazy, man. It sounds crazy. <laughs> and we're back on the red, white, and Buffalo Blues. And now we are getting into free agency. Now, we know and you've seen all the news about it that we've probably been the most busiest team in free agency with 17 free agency signings i can run down the list you've got mitch morse from the chiefs ty and tackle from the redskins john brown wide receiver from arizona cole beasley from dallas maurice alexander who is listed as a linebacker but can play safety from the seahawks John Feliciano, a guard from the Raiders. Jake Fisher, tackle turn tight end uh, from the Bengals. Resigning EJ Gaines from the Browns. Frank Gore from the Dolphins. Eli Harold, defensive end from the Lions. Kevin Johnson, cornerback from the Texans. Tyler Croft, another tight end from the Bengals. Spencer Long was one of the first few signings back in January. He played central guard from the Jets. You've got Senorice Perry, running back, who will probably play more special teams from the Dolphins. Andre Roberts, a wide receiver from the Jets. Quinton Spain, guard from Titans. Lejadrian Waddle, a tackle from tight end. And Dakiel uh, Duke-Williams wide receiver from the Edmonton Eskimos. It's quite a haul, I think. I think you just named a whole football team right there. Well, if we're talking about if we're talking about uh, normal football, yeah, I think I've got a oh, yeah. starting <laughs> eleven and about six. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's about, I mean, how many of those guys stay? I mean, especially on the offensive line. You know, I mean, depending on what we do in the draft, I mean, we're all excited about these offensive line picks, but, I mean, I imagine you're going to cut a handful of those guys, you know? Mm, I can I can see um, staying. Obviously, Morse, he's going to yeah. be the center for for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. I can see Inseki staying. I can definitely see Quinton Spain staying, and then they'll potentially extend him at the end of the season. The others, it just depends. I could, I can see Feliciano and Long both staying on, but will it be just for the season or more? It's, um, it's anyone's guess. But as you yeah. say, the draft, draft will make that decision just in a better picture, I believe. I mean, one, one name that I've actually failed to mention from that list. Not really as much as a free agency signing, but he was he's part of the uh, NFL's international uh, player pathway program. British-born ex-rugby union star Christian Wade. Now, I'm just going to give you a little bit of information about the the player pathway program for for the listeners that actually are a bit unclear on what it is. It was set up in 2017 to provide opportunities for international athletes, whether it be playing American football in Europe or around the world or playing like rugby union or rugby league um, to come over and prove their skills and to compete at an NFL level to ultimately earn that roster spot. I mean, with this, it gives the Bills who got given Christian Wade, which I think, I think my Twitter blew up when that was a, mm-hmm. when that was announced but with that with yeah, that very, signing, very different for me mine stayed pretty silent on that one so <laughs> but with 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 that it with the signing it gives us an exemptment to actually carry 91 players at camp and should he not make the impression to actually make the the 53 man roster and they put him on the practice squad they get an extra spot so they'll get 11 practice slots rather than uh, rather than 10 but if they do use it on him he will have the whole season to to learn and adapt won't be able to be promoted to the roster so we'll just get that time just to to learn from shady from frank gore learn the system and <clears throat> go in uh, go in tough that's one though obviously your view as um obviously we'll call you an adopted uh Adopted Brit, now you're obviously yeah. uh, living over. Obviously, just want to hear your your view on that, and what obviously knowing a bit about the uh, pathway program I've just said. Obviously, yeah. your your view. So, I mean, r- rugby's not the the sport that I focused on learning when I got here. I mean, I, I picked a Premier League team. I picked Arsenal. I I, I figured out that game how it works. Um, I learned a lot about cricket as well but rugby is definitely a game where i mean i i haven't said i can't say i've watched one i i was visiting ireland um earlier uh late last year and uh, i saw the big match between ireland and new zealand uh at a bar in um in ireland and it was pretty intense i guess i kind of understand the game i can see how he would fit in at the running back position um it's it's interesting for sure it's a story for sure uh but yeah. as 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 a primarily American football fan, I see this as oh look, here's a fun story, but the guy's gonna get cut. There's just no way. I yeah. mean, British Australian players have come over, rugby players have come over for college and played college ball and made the NFL. A good handful of them have and succeeded. Mm. Oddly, mostly kickers, but um, yeah, there's only. There's only three other players that have went from no college football experience, just rugby, and and came over into the NFL. Um, Hayden Smith from Australia, he was a Jets tight end. He had one catch in two years. Um, I think the most popular one was Jared Hain, the Australian running back for the San Francisco 49ers. He played in eight games but only totaled 79 yards. He had a very interesting preseason, though, so I think that's where he got a lot of rep from. 
And then uh, last year, pathway player Alex Gray, um, the uh, the British uh, player um, from the Atlanta Falcons, he plays tight end. So he was on their practice squad all year. So we haven't seen him in game action yet. Um, mm. Sure, he's going to be fun to watch in the preseason. Uh, and that's going to be probably a main focal point for the media. But um, that's another thing where, uh, I mean, prove me wrong. Um, I think it would be great. Um but I mean, it it definitely doesn't get me excited. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll try and follow this on as UK Bills throughout his, his pretty much his career as a as a Buffalo Bill. I mean, he when he was actually playing he rugby union, he was a winger. He was known as an elusive winger. He could actually um he could make you cut. He could actually um get past you with ease. Uh, he's he was a third, or he is still third on the all-time try-scoring list, which, in American terms, touchdown. We call that with um with yeah, eighty-two. Yeah, yeah. But I think with him learning under coming in and learning under Shady and um and Frank Gore for the whole season, whole off-season, and all that, with with his elusiveness, his athletic ability, and is able to run with the ball, he. I think that probably come next off season, we may see him potentially take that next step and get just a normal practice squad, and then potentially the year after getting in there. I mean, the only downside for him, obviously, is his age. He's he's twenty seven at the moment, so a couple of years when he's ready, he'll be twenty nine. He will have less wear and tear than Shady and potentially any other running backs that we potentially sign. But, yeah, that that's one I really wanted them to uh, to hopefully come through with because mm. he gives that receiving option. But with with how he plays on the wing or how he played on the wing, I think that skill set he's got there and being able to catch the ball, I think with the right tutelage, he could get that... Um, he could click straight away and let's say he's fast, he's an intelligent guy, he pick up quite quickly. That who knows that maybe he knocks it out of the park in off season and actually gets onto the fifty three man roster. It it's possible, but in all honesty, I think he actually stays on the practice squad for the year and then next season it's a it's a who knows thing. Let's say look at Alex Gray Look at Effie Abode at um at the Panthers. He was practice squad to practice squad, and now he's actually um starting to make a name of himself as a rotational player for the uh, for the Carolina Panthers. So it's uh it's uh, anything goes really. It's one of those one of those um or just say one of those fairy tale stories that could have a happy ending. Or... Yeah, he 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 could be a Cinderella, and I think that would be great. Um, I think this is the best team for him. Mm. Uh, the, the, the best scheme, for sure. So, uh, I mean, definitely you think that Gore and McCoy retire at the end of the year, or we let both of them go, at least, if they don't want to retire. Because uh, you got to move on from that age. Yeah. At the position. So, barring a, a, a draft pick, which I'm pretty sure will happen in the fifth or sixth round, um, he, he could be positioned for carries next year if he sticks. So that would be really interesting. Yeah, I mean, as I say, we'll we'll be following him all the time, all the way through. Um, we're trying to reach out to him to even try and get him as part of the um, get him on the podcast for an interview. We'll we'll, we'll keep him. trying that. Yeah. Get him to get his get his views on on the on the bills. What's life like in Buffalo? Maybe be able to give him some uh. Give some tips if he comes. Uh, yeah, if you do get him on. <laughs> yeah, I I know the first the first picture that I saw of him was was eating uh, buffalo wings, uh, chicken wings, what we call them. Um, so it was. I wonder how he handled that heat. I know that uh, I, I I've been on quite a hunt for good chicken wings in this country. There's a a little shack in London called the Orange Buffalo that uh, does really good wings. Um, I tried their their hottest sauce, which is the Viper sauce. Um, definitely put me, 
put me down. Um, it very is compar- very much is comparable to the famous uh, Duff's wings back home. Their hottest sauce. It's definitely something that you don't want to mess with. So, uh, yeah, I wonder what his experience was with that because I'm pretty sure you don't really eat very many chicken wings around here. So, yeah, no, that's uh, that's yeah. true. I think I think down here for me, it's probably a thing called Charlie's chicken, but they're not mm-hmm. not actual crusted like buffalo wings or the only other ones we got are really your takeaway ones or your kfc ones i think yeah me, I, mean, if I could do a whole podcast about chicken wings let me tell you <laughs> i went to the the london chicken wing festival uh last summer and it was probably one of the worst culinary experiences of my entire life um <laughs> i mean in in buffalo we're talking jumbo wings right so here yeah. they're, they're small and you can tell that they were frozen because they're gummy and then they 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 fry that they deep fry them, uh, but with a breading, and it's just that's not. Oh, it really drove me nuts. That's not how you do it, not how you do it. And 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 luckily places were giving me blue cheese. Nobody gave me ranch, or else I would have thrown the wings back in their face. <laughs> ranch is not how you do chicken wings. I will I, fight anyone on that. Um, I, but yeah, it was just bad. Um, but yeah, the best I'll wings. Be- the best wings in London are from Orange Buffalo. We can hopefully get them on for a sponsor for some, or something. But uh, we can always give it a go. But I think if yeah. we do manage to get them on, then that'll probably be the first question we'll ask. Do you have yeah. or, or blue cheese? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, just I'm just going to go over. Obviously, the AFC East were chosen this year as the um for the international pathway. So just going. You know, up to date on what the other AFC East teams got. I mean, New York Jets got um, rugby league star Valentine Holmes from Australia, I believe, to play running uh, wide receiver. Sorry, um, New England got um, Jacob Johnson from Germany as a tight end, and Dolphins received defensive tackle Jurel Nato from Brazil. So it truly is an international um, feel. But I, I feel me personally that this pathway program is going to be really encouraging to not just Brits, but players from Germany, Mexico, Brazil, Australia, anywhere to try and make that, uh, make that dream come true. It was easier for them when the NFL Europe existed. Uh, yeah. I remember doing my research on Christian Wade, a lot of rugby players went into NFL Europe. Shout out to Fred Jackson. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, it's it's definitely much harder now because there's just not as much opportunity. But I mean, just the 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 drive to give it a go, because with the success that Christian Wade had, he could have stayed with his team. He could have stayed with the Wasps uh, and continued to be one of the best players of all time. Um, but he decided to give this a go. You only do that with confidence, you know. Yeah. So it's going to be great to see what he can do. Yeah. And I think next next thing, because uh, we've gone through, whew, eventually, uh, all 17 uh, free agents. I would yeah, let's, let's not do that player by player. We, we already nah. we know who's who and what's what. <laughs> but, like, what's one player for you, would you say, is, like, the standout in this group? I had a toss-up. I had Cole Beasley and EJ Gaines. But I would probably more say, because they're focused more on the offense, I would say Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. I mean... With him, you've got that you've got that slot receiver who can who can shake and release quite quickly and make that separation, which would be a great safety net for um for Josh Allen. We've got him under there. Your linebackers are going to be focused on him. Then you've got you'll have Zay Jones, Robert Foster, John Brown, whoever on the outside on the seams, but you've got Cole Beasley and whoever the tight end is going underneath, which will cause more mismatches. And I just feel the way Cole Beasley had with Tony Romo at Dallas, I think he can replicate that with Josh Allen and be his safety net and actually um, get us more first downs if we have to go, say, three and three and six or two, two and ten to get that first first down, if you're going to go underneath, I I would have Cole Beasley. But EJ Gaines was my other one. He played a couple of seasons ago alongside Trey White. That they were pretty much locking that down. That's when Trey White had that 
amazing rookie season. I think getting him back and solidifying that back seven, I think that's just made us a little bit more stronger in um, in that department. I'm a big fan of the EJ Gaines signing because I think that cornerback was one of the positions that we would have had to address in the draft. And mm-hmm. now I think that we don't have to very early, which I think is yeah. really good because no matter who we got, the the only guy of importance for me is Mitch Morse. Everyone else, I think, is replaceable and off this team in three years. Yeah. Whereas, um, yeah, I think that just the focus on on getting help for Trey and and being able to solidify that defense without the draft is going to be really important um, because the everyone who we draft this year is is obviously going to the goal is to have them projected out to be the starter for years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at the wide receivers. I mean, John Brown won't be here for more than two years. Uh, mm-hmm. Cole Beasley, I give him maybe only two or three years as well. Um, but I think the guy that the the under the radar guy, he wasn't in, in the NFL free agency period. But I, I would love to see what Duke Williams can do. Um, I think if he turns out to be great, I still think that you draft a wide receiver in this draft. But yeah. I mean, with Duke Williams, you're looking at a five-star recruit. Um, but uh, even with that. He was cut by the Rams when the Rams were bad, so there was mid, there was medium sized hype. I'd give it for Duke Williams when we got him from um, Canada. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, only one NFL player has had success coming from Canada, uh, and that was Joe Horn, the wide receiver for the Saints. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely not an easy transition. But, I mean, yeah. the guy out of college was legit. Um, and hopefully, for whatever he got cut by the Rams, it, whether it be skill or his attitude, that's been fixed. I mean, he, he came here because he knows he's going to get an opportunity. I mean, he stands far and above athletically, um, just in terms of his size, better than Beasley and Brown. He's not as fast as John Brown, but he's much bigger and he's stronger. I think mm. that plays well for him. Um I'm very. He's the guy, probably the guy, aside from Christian Wade, that I'm going to watch in the preseason. Because I mean, I hate preseason, so I don't watch it. But yeah. if there's one player to focus on, I think it's him. If he has the chance to stick and play behind Zay Jones, uh, I think that uh, as a number two, three kind of guy, uh, or maybe he'll probably be a four, honestly. But if he yeah. can develop. You know, uh, then I think you're looking at at, at, a, at a possibility of a guy for next year being a starter. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, as I say all all these free agency signings are, um, as I say, can be expendable. Some of them will stick. I mean, going in this ties in lovely with the um with the next topic we're gonna we're gonna talk about after this break, which is the NFL draft, and what we are going to do is. We're going to give you what we believe, what we would like to see, not exactly what the Bills are going to do. This is our four-round um, mock draft, and we will put it to a uh, to a poll on Twitter after this and after the podcast goes out and see which one of us two actually can, can make the best or have the best um, four-round mock draft. So... We'll take a quick break and we will uh, we will get uh, we'll get back to this and uh, talk about the NFL draft. 